Tell me what you really, really want. Hi, I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan. Welcome to Forgiving the Girl Inside, A Matter of the Heart. In these episodes, we connect with courageous women who are ready to share their healing journey stories. Forgiveness is all about connecting with our inner child, connecting with our heart, and realizing we can never go back and change the circumstances, but we can certainly gain a new perspective. Mindset is the crux of all that we do. It's a matter of the heart. Want to be a guest? Visit lisadrennan.com and sign up today. Would love for you to like, rate, and leave a comment on this episode. Be sure to share it with you know will resonate the most with it. Want to learn more about aligning your thoughts with your heart? Subscribe to my website and connect for a free discovery call where we dive into divine heart alignment. This meeting is being recorded. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Forgiving the Girl Inside, A Matter of the Heart. Today's guest is sharing a beautiful story of redemption, a story of going from being a sex slave to being totally loved by Jesus. Grace Liu is a Christian. She joined the church in April of 2009, and her early years, her younger self, well in China, has she just shares her painful memories of being abused and scammed by men, and then this led to an abortion. The illnesses, um, she suffered from complex post-traumatic stress disorder for more than 21 years. And since she became a Christian, since she invited Jesus into her life, she's had a complete transformation. So thank you so much, Grace, for joining us today, for sharing your story Tell us what was life like back in China as a young girl? Um, you know, you were 15, 16 years old when this event happened to you. Tell us about that. Yes. Uh, at that time, I was 16 years old and my father, he was never home. So they he, he separated with my mom. So I grew up by my mom and my mom was very busy. <clears throat> so most of the time I was being by myself and I don't know how to live the life by myself. And so when my mom was not at home, I was trying to live by myself, but I, I always made a mistake. So I started to talk now. And so one day there was a, a stranger uh, he knocked at my door and asked to go into my house because I have no knowledge about the life. I don't know what will happen. And then I opened the door. So the man came into my house and he started to attack me and he pressed me down and then he raped me. I actually didn't know this will happen. Because I was so young. I didn't have any knowledge about sex. And then during he was raping me, I was against him. So I against him, I fight back. And then my 
what China was bleeding a lot because of the fight. And then lots of blood come out and then falling from my leg and continued and then falling on the ground. So when I was walking uh, to the uh, dining room and then the, the blood come out uh, falling along my leg and then onto the ground and the ground has a lot of uh, blood in there. So after the guy left the house, so I used the mop to mop the blood away. And then I, I pretend nothing happened because my mom will be back home. And then if she saw me be like this, she would be crazy. But I, I know this can't be back to before anymore because I was raped already. And then after that day, the guy is still coming into my house and she continued to uh, continue to rape me and did a sexual abuse to me. I was beaten by him. Uh, he used a cigarette to burn my skin and bite my skin. And he forced me to eat his saliva and and also he he forced me to eat his poo as well. Oh so goodness, a lot of so horrible. Yeah, a lot of negative things he has done to me. And once he almost killed me, he covered my mouth and didn't let me breathe. And then I almost died and killed by him. And when I, I fight back, I realized this can't be continued anymore. I had to find out a way to to get rid of this guy as I couldn't get any help from my parents because my father was not at home all the time. He separated with my mom and my mom was busy. So I ended up looking for another guy from the internet to ask for help. But that the guy is also a stranger. So he come he come he come to my house and then he he come to get rid of the guy to ask the guy the, the one who raped me he asked that one to to go away and then he the guy finally go away and then I was being with this man finally because I, I don't know I was too young I don't know what to do and I was being with, with this man I was in love with him but he scanned me lots of money and also he he scanned my mobile phone as well and then he took all of the money and, and ran away and then I abort his baby I clearly remember how he scanned my money and my phone and scanned my emotion and and he took away everything and, and then he left me alone. He left me alone by myself and with the baby. And then I couldn't find him anymore. He, he, he disappeared. And then I abort his baby. And I also have many illnesses 
to cause by sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I I went to the hospital uh, to deal with all of this illnesses caused by the sexual abuse. Uh, so I lived in the hospital for two years. Two years you were in the uh, hospital, yeah. That, it was, must have been so, I mean, I can't even imagine how devastating and the emotional trauma and physical trauma and, and verbal yeah. abuse that you went through at such a young age and having no one and you were afraid to tell your mom. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that. Why didn't you ask your mom or tell your mom what was going on? Uh. She is a strange person. I think this is the reason my father separated to her. Um, she can't maintain a, a good marriage. And then when she was with my father, she always fight with him and she doesn't know how to look after a, a child. Um, my father tried to save the marriage, but every time when he tried to save the marriage, it, it would just getting worse and worse. And that's why they, they separate. And then my mom enjoyed living by herself and she didn't know how to look after a child. So when I try to talk to her, my troubles. So every time when I mention a little bit, she will start to get angry. She will always say that's my fault. No not focus on the problem. So I was afraid of talking to her. So since I grow up, uh, every time I have any problem, I never talk to her because every time she would just be angry on me and not not dealing, not dealing with the problem. Yeah, so you didn't really have a relationship with her and you couldn't confide or trust in her. So that added mm-hmm. to the devastation. You must have felt so lonely and... And then you ended up in the hospital for two years. So were you, um, you were impatient for that whole time? Yes, I was impatient. I was in the hospital for two years. I got the kidney problems uh, because I I was sexual abused by the men and I got some illnesses in my womb and also my bladder and my kidney. Wow. Uh, yeah, the most serious one is I got a kidney infection. So I immediately, I was going to the emergency to see the doctor. And the, the infection is very serious. The doctor tried to save my life. Uh, I was living in the hospital at, at the beginning and then it was terrible because because the, it couldn't be, it could, couldn't be identified what was happening on my kidney, and the, the doctor couldn't find a way to to heal me. That that was a very serious problem because I I worried I worried that I would die because my problems getting worse and worse day by day. The doctor still couldn't find a way to deal with it, and then finally. Finally, maybe about a few, a few months, and then the doctor, uh, they make a meeting to all the staff to to find out a way how to how to deal with my case. And finally, they 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 save my life. 
Yeah. And I, I was living in hospital for two years. And day by day, I was I was living there. The doctor come to see me every day. Yeah. To ask so tell us about was, this man that you ended up falling in love with that sort of rescued you from this this horrible other person that was using you um, in the sex, mm-hmm. sex slave type of um, thing. And if anybody in our audience is listening and this is triggering you, please reach out to, um, to one of us. We can help you work through that. Um, and there's also um, hotlines that you can call. So know that you're not alone and that, you know, Grace is um, sharing from her heart, her experience because she's healed from this. And she knows that sharing her story is going to help someone else heal as well. Um, so you were in love with this man that you met on the internet. He ended up taking advantage of you, but you were pregnant. Mm-hmm. What, because you were in love with him, how come you didn't carry the baby to full term? What made you want to get an abortion? Because he left me alone um, in so China. You. Yeah. In China, abortion is legal uh, due to a lot of similar cases happen. And he mm-hmm. left me alone. I I was thinking if if I got a child, there will be no father. So, so I will have to bring up the child by my life by myself. Mm-hmm. That will be very difficult. I have to clinic for nine months, uh, 10 months, and then go, go to the hospital by myself and then give, give birth by myself and bring up a child by myself. That's too much. Too yeah. much for me. Yeah, because you were older you was, when you were, got pregnant. Yeah, and I, I was still young. You were 17? I was young. I, I should have more, my personal life uh, focused on my university or or my job, I, I shouldn't end up looking looking after my my child, yeah. And then I got them a lot no life anymore. Yeah. So how did you get out of that life cycle? Uh, life cycle. Uh, you mean? Oh, yeah. So you were in the hospital for two yeah. years, and then what yeah. happened after you got out of the hospital? Uh, after I left the hospital, uh, I, after I, le- I left the hospital, and and then I went to Australia. Uh, I I choose to live in a different way of life, so I left China already. I left China, and then I came to Australia. And when I arrived in Australia, I met the missionaries at the train station. And they asked me uh, to join the church. And then they asked me, do I believe the God? I say, I believe. Because uh, lots of things happen in my life in China. So I say, I believe there was a God. And I joined the church. And many people, they met me in the church. They say, I have to forget my past. They say I have to forgive myself. They say I have to, yeah, uh, I have to forgive everything for of myself, forgive the abortion, forgive 
all of the sexual abuse, the rape, all of these things. If I don't forgive myself, I can't, I can't have a normal life. Was that, were you able to do that and follow their, their um, direction in order? Was that easy for you or was it hard for you? It's very hard for me because I, even now I am in Australia, I had the six operations on myself. I got rid of the, the infection on my womb, in my bladder, in my kidney and, and maintain my kidney as well in Australia. So a lot of operation I have done and I get rid of these illnesses already, but I still have some left. I have Europe in continuous. I still have this problem until now. So that that's a problem. And it reminds me all the time. My past is still there. Even even I have get rid of most of them. I still I have get rid of most of them. I still can't change my past. I can't change my memory. But I will try to just make myself feel peaceful and try to face this, all these things peacefully. And it's really difficult for me. And But every time when the memories come out, I will, I will pray to the Jesus. I ask the Jesus to to forgive me, to let go of me. Though the illnesses will not let go of me, I still have these illnesses. Uh, mm-hmm. and, the, and the PTSD, the PTSD is very serious. It's, it's, it's complex PTSD for more than 21 years. So, so every time I, when I saw people in my work, for example, I'm, I'm working daily life, I couldn't think of everyone sexual abuse me or or stay sex with each other, all of things, all of these things going in my head makes me crazy. So every time I have to pray to the God to say, I want this to stop. Can can you make my life be normal? I don't want all the all these memories come out into my head all the time. I already have the, the physical illnesses. So I have get rid of most of them. I, I couldn't get rid of the, the PTSD. It's so difficult for me. But I but I will pray all the time to to ask for Jesus to make me feel peaceful. That's a beautiful modality is just to pray and let the Lord come in and, and heal you physically, emotionally, and to help relive those pains in divine heart alignment. We talk about healing, getting to the root cause and you obviously know your root cause and you've done a lot of work to come this far. So I I just, you are a remarkable woman to be able to talk about this in such a confident way and to share from your heart, the experience that you have, just knowing that the Jesus is carrying you and walking you through that when you, Mm -hmm. When you are able to look at those circumstances, you know, scripture says to give thanks in all circumstances. What thanks did you find? What 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 did you see in spite of all the horrific things that happened to you? You've moved on. You've started a new life. You started a new um, way of thinking. What 
was the good that came from those situations? How did you grow um, besides meeting Jesus, which was the best thing that ever happened? What else did you learn? How did it strengthen you? Uh, from Jesus, from all of these things or from Jesus? From all of the, from your oh. circumstances, because you can never go back and change what happened, but you have a new yes. perspective. So having that new perspective, what did you learn? What did you gain from that experience? Yeah, I learned from that. I have to know how to protect myself. I have to know uh, which type of people I should meet with and and how to make my life be more safer, much safer. And uh, I have to know how to talk to people, how to how to hang around with people. I I should hang around with people who are who are good for me, not for the those negative people to me. And then and then I didn't know they will attack me or 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 cause the similar things happen again. I I should realize how to make my life better and make a safe life to myself. Yeah, and you've done that amazing job moving to Australia. And um, so, what do you do to help others in this situation? I would want to let people know um, they 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 have to protect themselves all the time and realize um, they are yeah so realize realize they they need to be safe and and be protected all the time so they need to consider their life seriously. Um, not to live the same way as me before. Yeah. Yeah. Making decisions at a young age is hard to do when you're all by yourself. And in that sense of abandonment, I, you know, totally can understand feeling all alone and not having a parent, someone who you're supposed to trust and who's supposed to protect you isn't there. And that mm-hmm. has just got to be really devastating. And I know um, how difficult it must have been. So I really appreciate you sharing your story and your testimony um, when you connected. So you moved from China to Australia and you connected with a church group. Is that how you got to meet Jesus or how, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I connect with the church group. I'm uh, one of the church member and I, I, I went to church once a week uh, on Sunday so I will talk to people in there and share my testimony with the Jesus on the stage and would talk to people about my life. And I also share uh, I, the story I was raped before. And then every time when I, when I mentioned this on the stage, people will cry and I will cry as well. And mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I, I received many warm messages from people in there because they have similar experience with me. So I feel so happy, peacefully. Yeah. So were you in a counseling group that helped you heal um, with, with other women that, uh, that experienced the same type of thing? Yeah. My story, when I share my story, other women who are similar as me, they will feel similar feelings to me they feel like they're being healed yeah as well mm-hmm. yeah 
Well, that's beautiful. And um, you, it's so wonderful to have that support and have that community so that you can heal. And when you are triggered, what what do you do? You said that you pray to the Lord. Is there anything else that you do to help you like stay focused, to help you like process those thoughts? Because you can't ignore them. Because if you can ignore them, it creates, you know, the body keeps the score. So what advice can you give to somebody who's being triggered, who's been through that healing journey process and they get triggered? You had said earlier about being triggered by people in your um, at your job and things like that. So what what do you do after you pray? Is there something else that you implement to help you um, stay focused so that you don't go into that PTSD? Every time I was being triggered by people, by, by the memories, and I actually, most of the time, I was crying in somewhere or in the bathroom because the memory comes out and then my tears couldn't stop falling down. And I was keep praying. I keep praying many, many times. Yeah. So, yeah, I was keep praying to the Yeah. I know. I know um sometimes when I get triggered, I'm like, my Jesus, my confidence. That's something my mom taught me at a young age when I was like 15, 16 years old. And um, you know, it's just just focusing on the Lord and focusing on, you know, the joy and yeah. giving thanks in all circumstances really changes. It really flips your thoughts so that you can heal and grieve and you know, you're never ever gonna forget those experiences. But yes. to look upon them and have a different perspective so that you can move forward. And, you know, God has some beautiful mission for you um, to be able to help other women in this type of situation so that they can be strong, they can move forward, and they can heal eventually. Well, thank you so much, Grace. How can people connect with you? How people connecting with me? Yep. How can they reach you if they have any questions or they want to talk to you, share their story, um, get into a group, uh, you know, a group that can help them heal from a similar situation that they may have been in? Yeah. uh, How can they? uh, So, yeah, you mean how can they get in touch with me or how can Mm -hmm. I share my story? Yeah, you can share them in the group with people. And I would, yeah, I would like to, yeah. On your Facebook page, yeah, like Facebook page, um, Lincoln and uh, YouTube, uh, also that one, Twitter, Instagram, Twitter. Instagram. Yeah. Okay, just by your name, Grace Lou. Okay, by my name. Well, thank you again so much. And if you are in need of support of um, in a safe place from post-abortion. I am the founder of Divine Timing Ministries. It's a place for women who are in need of emotional support to heal from their choice of abortion. You know, our bodies keep the score and it does keep, you know, no one talks about how abortion affects us, how past events affect us. And if we bury them and we never heal or talk about them, we're not able to move forward in our mission. And God is with us all the time. He designed us for greatness and purpose. And we have beautiful gifts and talents that we use to reach others, to connect with others so that they too can be on a healing journey. And if you'd like to support the ministry, it's it's not even established yet. We're in the baby stages 
Um, we're getting, uh, there's a board of directors that is meeting February 15th to create the bylaws. So if you'd like to support that um, to help us get that up and running as a not-for-profit, there's a link um, in the podcast, Buy Me a Coffee, and all the proceeds for the donations will be used to launch the not-for-profit so that we can get it out into the world. Um, there will be physical locations as well as virtual locations, Divine Timing Ministries, a safe place for women who have chosen abortion and who are now in need of emotional support for that choice to know that they are loved, they are forgiven, and that they have a beautiful mission um, and that they can truly look inside and forgive them, forgive themselves. Mindset is so important when we can captivate our thoughts and think about what we're thinking and we can look in the mirror and tell ourselves that we are beautiful children designed by God for greatness and a purpose and that our past mistakes don't define us. We can move mountains, especially when we invite God to be our CEO and we partner with him. So mindset is the crux of all that we do. It's a matter of the heart. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining in the show. If you'd like to buy me a coffee, all proceeds go to support Divine Timing Ministries, a safe place for courageous women healing from post-abortion. 